Welcome to the Student Sessions with Tonya Galati, brought to you by Greyhair Media. In this series, Tonya is joined by role models who share their lived experiences in frank and honest conversations. We all need to be inspired, and understanding how those we look up to have been inspired themselves is an important journey of discovery. Come with us for a frank, unedited conversation with amazing people. Today, Tonya is talking to Geoffrey Arthur, who is a co-founder of The Urban Journal, is a published author, and recently graduated with first-class law degree from the University of Roehampton. He has worked across several TG consulting projects, focused on diversity and social mobility, supporting others and creating opportunity. Geoffrey is keen to pursue a career in commercial law, and in the meantime is looking forward to making a positive impact through the work of TG consulting and getting involved in some innovative projects that will ensure equality of opportunity for all. Over to you, Tonya. Hi, and welcome to the student sessions with me, Tonya. Today I'm joined by Geoffrey Arthur. Hi, Geoffrey. Hi, Tonya. How are you? Not bad yourself. I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for joining us on the student sessions, Geoffrey. Where are you dialing in from today? So I'm just outside of um, London, near Tottenham Hill at the moment. That's where I'm based, given the whole global pandemic. And how's life been treating you? Um, 50-50. I mean, it's good to um, be able to go out every now and then, I suppose. But um, being stuck at home and working from home does have its um, ups and downs, as I'm sure you know. I do know, yeah. Um, so just for our listeners, obviously you would have heard Jeffrey's introduction there. Jeffrey is um, employed by TG Consulting, having undertaken a part-time internship with us last summer, but that is not the focus of today's episode. Today we're going to hear more about Jeffrey's role as co-founder of Urban Journal um, and also his um, recent achievement of becoming a published author. But before we start that, Jeffrey, tell us a little bit about yourself and your story. Oh, I hate this question. Um, <laughs> okay, so I studied um, law. I graduated uh, last year. I've been working with TG Consulting since August. I keep saying since August, Tonya, but I'm not sure if it's from August or September. I think anyway, it's August, Jeffrey. August. Um, since August, having um, a ball of fun with that. And also in between um, graduating and working with TG Consulting, um, helped co-found a publication or a media company that we hope will do well. Yeah, I don't okay. know if that's... Um, yeah, yeah, that's perfect. So we'll hear a bit more about your recent successes a little later, but take us back to kind of growing up in London and kind of, you know, a bit about your career aspirations at that time, if, if indeed you were thinking about going into law. Yeah, so I grew up out just outside. I, I grew up outside of London, but it makes it easier to say um, London because then you have to explain where Harlow is, um, which is like an hour's conversation. So I, I grew up in um, um, Harlow. I went to secondary school here. Growing up, mm, growing up, in terms of what? Like, is there a specific sort of angle you want to answer? Or? Well, in terms of kind of, you know, um, your, your family, kind of what growing up was like for you, if you had any specific challenges that you had to overcome. Yeah, four brothers. That's probably the biggest Four brothers? Challenge. Three brothers, sorry, yes. Wowzers. Um, yeah, so um, very chaotic um, scenes in the house constantly, but it's good. Um, I can't, when you speak to people who are, only, um, who are the only child, it seems like it's a bit of a tough life. Um, so I'm a happy house that I'm one of four. Um, so yeah, very, very chaotic in the house um, in terms of always noisy um, competitions, etc. School was fine. I mean, now when I speak to my friends about um, secondary school, it was the best time. I think we all had to date, to be honest. Um, mm. <laughs> Stress-free, just jokes, 
playing football every lunchtime after school to like nine o'clock, just doing whatever you felt like. Um, so yeah, school was fun. Um, sixth form was a bit slightly, slightly more challenging because it was in a, a different area. Um, it's a bit more official, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. Going to sit um, there's a bit more pressure to make it to uni, to choose your career and that sort of stuff. So it wasn't as fun, but I suppose it's a standard journey that everyone takes, I guess. So this is obviously the role model series. Tell us who your role models were back when you were 16, 17. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think my mum is the biggest one. Mm. Um, I'm not just saying that so everyone who's listening is not a cop-out answer, I promise. Uh, but I think my mum is one. Um, other heroes. Other heroes. I suppose someone like Barack Obama, simply because of the um, funny story about Obama, actually. I remember pinpointing exactly where we were, what we were doing when he got elected. Because it was a massive, um, it wasn't massive, but it was a big event in terms of everyone gathering around to watch um, him and his wife and his children walk out um, during the election, watching the election speak, all that sort of stuff. So I suppose Obama is another one, and also Michelle Obama as well. Um, yeah, I can't think of anyone immediately. So I'll say my mum and those two probably. Okay. So, I think maybe hero oh. from two is a bit of a is a bit of a stretch. More role models. Oh, role models, not heroes. Okay. So um, you know, you grew up with three brothers. There must have been a lot of competition in the house. Did you feel that there was competition in terms of kind of studying and your career, or did you not feel like that? Did you not feel that pressure? Not really. Um, I think we're all quite different people. Mm. Um, into different stuff. So in terms of competition, I mean, we all got good grades, which is good. Um, I suppose it made my um, it makes us and my parents happy. But in terms of, like competition for specific things, not really. Me and my younger brother tend to be quite closer because we're really into football and and, and the same sort of stuff. But the the two older ones, yeah, they just get on and do their own stuff. So more funny and and um, more fun competitive than fierce competitive, I think. Okay. So when did you decide that you wanted to pursue a career in law? Um, I didn't. Um, so basically, Tonya, um, sixth form's done. University places have come in. What do I do? I have no idea. Um, I'm scratching my head thinking, I really don't know what I'm going to do. And it was a toss between economics and finance, English literature, um, philosophy or law. Um, my dad has a has a, um, a thing for, for a career in law. He's always wanted one of his children to be um, to try and become a lawyer. Um, so he suggested to me to go and study law. And because I had no plan B, I, I did that. Uh, and here I am. Oh, and he must be very proud of your um, achievements. <laughs> I hope he is. I like to think he is. Um, he says he is, so that's good, yeah. And obviously you must have, you know, um, it, it must have been the right choice for you because we know that, you know, you've got a first-class degree, you've recently secured a training contract. So actually, you know, things have been very positive for you, haven't they? Very positive. And actually, um, I think what I don't like to tell him is that secretly I'm very pleased that I did end up studying um, law because I just fell into it. I think one of the biggest one of the biggest um, satisfactions when you're 22, I suppose, is when you feel like you studied something that you were semi good at, but more mm. importantly, enjoyed. Um, that's sort of like it's a very satisfying feeling to know you came out with a degree that a you thought you were maybe you know halfway good at and and more importantly you you really liked and enjoyed so yeah I have no complaints about studying law okay maybe the endless reading but, um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well some of our listeners may be at a point in their um, 
careers, if you like, where they're kind of having to make decisions about what's next. So, you know, should they go to university? Should they do an apprenticeship? What specific area should they specialise in? What's your view on kind of, you know, the importance of actually not putting that sort of pressure on yourself and kind of going with the flow? Or do you think individuals should have a structured plan? I think, I don't think you should have a structured plan at all. Um, simply because of A, the advice that I've gotten and B, the way my own journey has pan out. I think for certain people from certain communities and maybe from certain backgrounds, there was a huge pressure to have it all figured out. Um, but and I think I was under the same pressure when I was um, first year at union, second year at union. But an odd thing happened where whenever I'd go to these um, like fancy law events with, with other students, etc., and you speak to partners, associates, trainees, all of them seem to have a story where they've just fell into the job or they just discovered their passion for this job along the way. Um, so what I would say is if you're sort of like cracking your head thinking I've got to have all figured out, don't because it simply isn't the way it works, I don't think. I think as long as you have certain characteristics and ingredients to your your, your persona, like hardworking, ambitious, mm. um, creative you will figure your way out you just need those three things and other stuff as well obviously but you just need to be ambitious and hardworking and willing to try new things and I promise you I think your journey will figure itself out and during your journey so far have you ever had moments of self-doubt where you've kind of questioned your ability and actually whether or not you've made the right decision I do it all the time and I think um you now know that better than anyone Tonya mm. Um, I think I did all the time um, with everything. I think um, sometimes um, it's trying to figure out where that comes from and be whether that's a good way to um, perhaps make progress. Um, but I think in a good way, it helps me not become too full of myself, whatever the achievement is. Right? I'm not saying I've, I've had loads of achievements, but the ones that I have had, it makes me not become um, big headed about, about them and sort of lose my way. Mm. But I think on the flip side, it can also mean that you're quite hesitant um, and full of self-doubt when it comes to taking up opportunities that maybe you are qualified for, or maybe that you are um, the perfect fit for. So yeah, I suppose there's a <clears throat> good side, bad side to that. So we've had quite a few conversations with guests um, in the, this podcast series in particular around um, kind of individuals, particularly males, struggling in silence and kind of not wanting to ask for help and, you know, not showing vulnerabilities because it's a sign of weakness. How have you approached um, dealing with challenges and setbacks? Have you kind of suffered on your own or actually have you kind of sought support from within your network? I think I'm a, I have been definitely the um, suffering silence type mm. because I think when you know when, when we were younger when I was younger growing up etc I'm still young I had to wait to anyone listening um the the model I suppose was that tough resilience sort of take a hit get up go the next day um sort of character and I think in some respects that is that is what is needed in, in certain challenges but I think what I am learning especially in the last year or two is the need to say hey I need help because you will never make any progress, I've discovered in my own journey, if you don't ask for help when you need it. Because then everyone assumes that you're particularly good at this thing or you're competent at whatever you're supposed to be doing. And then you turn out not to be good enough. And then the question is, why didn't you ask for help? Um, and I think sometimes because of the, the perhaps the society that we live in and the way things pan out, everyone, especially people my age and, and younger people, 
are under immense pressure to feel like everything has to be together. Because when we scroll on Instagram or Twitter or TikTok or whatever else app is out there, everyone else seems to have it completely together when they're 20 or 21. They've bought a first house or first stuff or whatever. Um, so all that adds to the pressure. And I don't think it helps. Um, but I think always being willing to ask for help is the most important thing that you can do um, to make sure that you're getting where you want to go. And what's the worst thing that's happened when you have asked for help? The person says no. You know that saying where people say, the worst they can say is no. Yeah. It really is. It really is. I mean, just to give people a concrete example, when I was applying for training contracts, I would email endless people on LinkedIn. Um, and I'm sure they all thought, who the hell is this annoying, annoying boy? Some said yes. Some partners were like, hey, um, give me your email. I'll give you a call. And I had a, a half an hour chat with partners from different law firms, which was hugely beneficial to my application. Others ignored it. Others said, hey, sorry, I can't do this right now. But by willing to put myself out there and ask for help, I got what I needed, even if 80% of the responses I got were no. And that's the worst thing they can do. Like, whatever, when you ask for help and someone says no, the, sh- the sun will still rise tomorrow. The day will still go on. So that saying where they say the worst they can do is say no, really, really is the worst they can do. So let's talk about some of your most recent achievements then. So you are a published author. You feature in our recently published book, You Are a Limited Edition, which I'll just plug now, available to buy on Amazon and in good bookshops worldwide. Um, What made you decide to share your story in the book, Jeffrey? Um, I think at the start, to be honest, and I think you know this one, I was a bit hesitant about putting... Um, um, words to paper simply because words are um, eternal if you like Um, but I think what made me share it is just working at TG Consulting and obviously we we interact with various people who are doing incredible things and listening to stories previous podcasts as well I, I think it was good for me to be able to perhaps reflect on I think, number one, it gave me a chance to reflect on my own journey because I've never really sat down and thought, hmm, what have I been up to in the, in the last six years? Mm. So I don't think I'm that kind of person at all. So it gave me a chance to sort of like recap on, on the good points and also the bad points. Um, but I think more importantly, um, it was refreshing to put pen to paper um, about stories that I think matter, not just mine, but the others that are in the, that are in the book as well. So I think that was mm. a good feed. And without obviously revealing too much, just tell our listeners a little bit about what your story covers. So I think my story covers um, represent, not I think, it does cover representation and also the need for everyone to sort of like be on the same page and work together. Um, I think I used the example of a a senior member of staff when I was at uh, university who was very willing to work with me in the society that I led to sort of push um, the issues that were important and the impacts that that had on the wider um, university community. And I think it was more, we reflected on maybe post-George um, Floyd, what we can all do to make sure that, yeah, black lives um, really do matter. And that involves not just um, black boys, girls, men, women, children um, speaking up, but it involves every single other person taking an active interest um, in the issues that we tend to voice. And then seeing it, I suppose, as their own issues um, and then working together to solve it. And based on the response the book's had, you know, it's been a great response. I've had lots of orders through. Did you think that you would receive the response that you've had? 
not at all. I've had a few, a few LinkedIn messages saying, hey, I read your chapter in the book, it was incredibly moving, um, let's have a chat. Um, so it's a whole different world, um, to be honest, Tonya. And I am half um, very excited and also half nervous about what I'm going to have to say to these people when I get on a call with them. <laughs> well, <laughs> like some of our other uh, authors, maybe you'll be walking down the street now that we can leave our houses and people will ask you for your autograph. Yeah, I'm going to have to practice a, a, a snappy short <laughs> As if you haven't done that already. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, so um, as I said at the start, you're also co-founder of the Urban Journal. So tell us about that and what that is, Jeffrey. Sure. So the Urban Journal is a um, a new sort of media company. Um, at the moment, it's a publication, and what we do is we like to think we are a lifestyle brand that focuses, in particular, on um, amplifying emerging voices. Right. So typically, all those people that maybe have been shut out of the wider spaces in business, culture, style, fashion, um, all that sort of stuff. We like to think we, we can give them a platform to showcase um, who they are and what they do and how important their own stories are. And how can our listeners access some of this content? They can. You can follow us on Instagram at The Urban Journal UK. Um, and also our website is www.urbjournal.com. Um, yeah, love to get them on reading the stuff and if you have any feedback don't be afraid to sort of drop us a message and, and, and tell us because we'd love we'd love to know and as well as obviously providing exposure to kind of uh hidden talent i guess which is what you're doing by the urban journal what what do you hope in the long term to achieve through that well, that's a good question um what do i hope in the long term to achieve i hope we can become the go-to platform for everyone aged 18 to 30 in the next five to ten years big aspiration isn't it really it um, is yeah but given what you've achieved so far it's quite achievable yeah let's uh, fingers crossed that that is what we'll become and then yeah we can go from there so we're coming to the end of our time together jeffrey um but there's a couple of questions that i always ask our guests so the first one is if you could go back to talking to 16 year old jeffrey what one bit of advice would you give to him it's going to be fine that's what I'd say. Um, as cringy as that sounds, and trust me, I know, I know how cringy that sounds, but it's true. I think um, a 16-year-old, how old are you when you're 16? You're going to sit for one, you, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that one. Um, I think you're just thinking, oh, this person is going to this sit for more. What, what am I going to study? What's going to come after that? Uh, it's going to be all right. Just chill out. <laughs> and finally, this is the role model series. How do you feel being seen as a role model for others? Um, I, I haven't really thought about it, Tonya. Are you blushing, um, Jeffrey? <laughs> you are, I can hear it. <laughs> um, 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 how, do I feel, how do I feel good? That's always a good answer, isn't it? I feel good. Yeah, and you yeah. should feel good. You've achieved some really, really great things. Um, you know, you're supportive of other young talent. So, you know, I think you've got a very successful career ahead of you in law. Uh, but also in terms of the other projects that you are involved in. Yeah. Thanks, Sonia. Always helpful to be boosted up. I'll boost you up, don't you worry. Um, so thank you very much for joining us on the student sessions today, Jeffrey, uh, and for sharing your experiences with our listeners. Thanks for having me, Tonya. And to our listeners, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Do join us again on the student sessions. 
Thanks for listening to the Student Sessions brought to you by Greyhair Media and hosted by Tonya Galati. Never miss an episode by subscribing. And if you like what you've heard today, why not leave a review and please tell your friends. We'll see you at the next session.